The following channeled message is brought to you by the Divine Love Sanctuary Foundation. The Foundation's mission is to awaken humankind to the wonders of divine love and to be channels of love, peace, and healing for our planet. Now, another celestial message. I come once again to speak to you and to humanity so that the words of truth may be given and proliferate in the world. So many concepts and ideas of truth given by the spiritual teachers of today are complicated and filled with many mindful concepts that are unnecessary to help guide the individual on their spiritual journeys. When the human mind is engaged in teaching spiritual truth, it filters those truths as it does any information that passes through the mind and adds to it. So that the simple truth becomes something more complex and more difficult to understand. This gratifies the mind of the teacher and gives the impression to his students that because of its complexity, and difficulty of truly discerning the words and concepts given, that this must be an important truth and one, because of its difficulty of understanding, is of a higher nature. Yet the truth is and must be available to all, no matter their intellectual capacities, their condition and state of mind. The truth must be given with clarity and simplicity. This is why I taught in parables and stories For these things were easily related to by those of my listeners, my brothers and sisters who dwelled in that part of the world which I had my ministry, did not confuse them, rather 
and awaken them to truth and the possibilities of greater spiritual understanding. Yet as in all things that are subject to the material mind and human consciousness, these things were distorted and misunderstood by those who were not necessarily the listeners who received my words and message, but by those who were told of it. And so as the information is passed from one to another, for we did not have written logs of my teachings, then one can understand how easily my words were distorted and how easily my ministry was misunderstood. Now that you have all the capacities and abilities to write the words as spoken, and you guard these words so they are not distorted and misinterpreted, then there is a greater likelihood that my teachings at this time will not go astray as they did in the distant past. I wish to talk about the law of desire. For desire is a key component to one's spiritual progression. Desire does not just come from the mind, but is an active component of the soul. And in conjunction with desire comes longing. These two go hand in hand in prayer. For when desire is present, longing often follows. For the intention in prayer is to set forth one's longings to God. That longing can be wordless or it can be filled with words describing the texture and depth an expanse of the longing of one's soul. Longing can be ignored by the mind, but certainly desire is often forefront in the minds of individuals. A desire can certainly can reflect human needs and wants. And it can be profoundly interpreted by the mind to such a degree that it does not accurately describe what is truly in the soul. 
the needs of the soul are different from that of the body and the mind. The needs of the soul are that of desiring, nurturing, love, connection with its creator, fulfillment of that which the soul desires and longs for. These longings often come forth in the form of feeling. A longing can be a deep feeling, a deep desire for something to be added to the soul. That which the soul finds is missing is not well developed within. And since humanity does not understand their souls well, there is often a great lacking within the soul. And there is often darkness rather than light within it because the soul is not nourished. It is not enlivened by the substances that nourish it and awaken it. The natural love of man can certainly bring a measure of fulfillment to the soul. And the soul longs for a wholeness where it is at the very least an equal part of the journey of man's consciousness. But it is usually the case that the soul is roundly neglected and ignored because when the individual is in touch, as you would say, with the soul, there is often a feeling of deprivation, of longing, and desire that when seen and acknowledged by the mind is uncomfortable and confusing. The mind in its well-developed form as it is today is not accustomed to those deep awarenesses that come from the soul. The mind often feels threatened by these acknowledged feelings and desires. The mind will feel inadequate And which is, and it is often the case that it will turn away 
from the experience of these awarenesses. And go about its daily routines, which often numb those deeper feelings and longings. The soul is then left to its own devices. And the soul in its pure state or form is often not capable of arousing the attention of the mind because the mind is intent on ignoring that which the soul is communicating to its consciousness. Yet the desires and longings of the soul are not pushed aside to the point where they do not exist. Indeed, these aspects of soul continue to exist and have a powerful existence within the soul. It informs the soul of many things. And it responds as a result of one's life experiences. If the individual continues to ignore the needs of the soul, those deep emotional and spiritual needs that are within, then it is inevitable that a deep sense of lacking, of hollowness, will accompany the consciousness of the individual. And this unfortunate state often motivates the individual to seek distractions and ways in which it may ignore these heartfelt senses and feelings and desires. Yet God equipped humanity with these aspects of soul in order to inform the individual of its needs, just as the body, when injured, tells the body that it is in pain, tells the mind that it is in distress. And indeed, that intensity of communication through your nervous system ensures that you cannot ignore these signals this communication. The mind which contains a measure of emotions and thoughts pertaining to the well-being of the individual 
also has no trouble communicating this to the consciousness of the individual. But the gentleness and yearning, longing and desire of the soul because of man's progress in intellectual mindful development is readily ignored, at least in the form of a distinct message. Rather, it is a pervasive sense of unfulfillment that pervades human consciousness. And God continues to bless and uplift and assist those who are willing to acknowledge the lacking within. And to some degree, your spiritual teachers teach of ways of nurturing the natural capacities of the mind and the soul to bring love forth and to nurture that quality of love, bringing the purification of it to the point where it is felt and acknowledged in a clear form and way. But few listen or truly apply. <coughs> these things to their daily lives. <coughs> As I've said often, humanity continues to ignore their deep needs and deep lackings. And find relief from them through various ways of distracting and directing their consciousness to something that is physically and emotionally gratifying. Yet the desire of the soul continues to beat upon the consciousness of man. That desire cannot be ignored wholly, even when one is engaged in the many ways of distraction and gratification. that deep sense of lacking continues to be in the back of one's conscious mind. 
compelling the individual to pay attention and to address the situation. It often takes some form of crises or intense experience in one's life to truly understand and acknowledge these aspects of the soul, however briefly that might be. And in this acknowledgement, the individual often cries out to God for help, for God's blessing, to help ameliorate the pain that is being experienced and the suffering that comes with such intense experiences. But this is not the only way that humanity comes to God. There are many ways. But often the route that they take is that of those spiritual teachers that are intent on subscribing certain ideas, paradigms, and concepts of spirituality that are of the mind and are of the natural love processes and journey of cleansing and purification. These things, if not completely distorted and filled with error, can assist humanity on a journey of purification and addressing to a degree the desires of the soul. But what I bring to humanity, my message, is that of quelling the desires of the soul with the gift that God gives to his children, that of his essence pouring in and soothing that burning desire and longing, bringing joy within the individual, cleansing the soul in ways that natural love processes cannot, transforming it in a way that is only accomplished through this blessing, this flow of love into the soul. This is the answer to those soulful desires. Where the soul longs to be at one with God. Each soul was created for this purpose, for this journey. That journey may be a very long 
an arduous one, or it may be fulfilling and rapid as the result of the individual applying the process of soul transformation to their lives. God gives all that the soul requires to receive this great blessing and enter into this great journey of awakening and transformation, thereby answering the call of the soul, its desire to be close to God. But it must be done with the individual's conscious acknowledgement and asking in prayer for this blessing. That prayer may not necessarily be a thing of words or something prescribed by another individual or a book. What is important is that the desires and longings of the soul are put forth to God with its intensity and sincerity, with clarity, and love for God. For it is in the individual's acknowledgement of its creator that the connection is made, the conduit for this blessing is forged. And the Holy Spirit may then proceed to give this blessing, allowing it to flow in response to the intensity of the prayer and desire. As these prayers are set forth to God in this way, as a daily practice, done as many times as the individual desires to do so, then a true bond is formed between your soul and God. And you have fulfilled a fundamental desire of the soul to be with God. And in this, you will know a joy and sense of fulfillment because you have met the needs of the soul in this regard. There is so much more that comes with this blessing and with the forging of this relationship. 
was our creator. That's the first bridge, our connection, our bond, is that of your acknowledgement of the soul's desire to be with God and taking those steps required to open the doorway to this relationship. It does not require much in terms of understanding this process, this opening. But it does require the need for you consciously to open that door by acknowledging the desire of your soul and its longing to be with God. For the mind, for many, whose minds are so firmly set on certain beliefs, This can be a formidable task of overcoming the biases and barriers of the mind, which has a firm belief that it must be independent, strong, and without any need to enlist the help of God in their lives. The idea of God is one of mindful imaginings and constructs that are not particularly appealing to many. This is the result of religious doctrine and dogma implanted, often implanted in the individual at an early age, therefore setting the platform for many subsequent ideas and concepts which the mind allows to be ingrained within its perspective. Thus, for many, the barriers are great. And for many, the need for acknowledging these vulnerable and sensitive parts of the individual, that of the soul, is both challenging and engenders fear. Vulnerability is to be avoided in your cultures. Vulnerability is weakness in terms of these mindful expectations come living in your material world. Mastery 
and competence and ability are cherished in your cultures. And yet, these concepts are only reflective of the mind's ability to navigate the expectations and challenges of the material world. This is only half of the equation, my beloved brothers and sisters. God did not mean for life on this earthly plane to be as challenging as it is. And I've spoken of why these challenges exist and how they can be overcome. But first, the mind must be convinced that it can indeed benefit from spiritual endeavors and explorations, whether that be of the natural love or the divine love. These explorations can benefit every human being. Indeed, many may dabble in these things, may contemplate and consider the invitation. That is not difficult to understand for there is a measure of spiritual teachings and religious effort in your world. The core of these efforts expressed by many institutions and followings is to draw, to draw the individual into considering a spiritual life. But in your Western world, spirituality is not considered a valuable addition to one's life. And so there is a sense of doubt, of questioning and suspicion that often enters into the minds of many in your world. They see those who have adopted a religious life as those who are weak and those who require to ascribe to certain ideas and patterns of behavior in life that are not often chosen by the individual themselves but adopted because of their 
desire to be involved in a community, a religious or spiritual community. Thus, the biases are reinforced, the suspicions are acknowledged. And coupled with the inner hesitation that comes with the mind well in control of the individual's consciousness, there is little hope of the individual coming to recognize those deeper needs within. These things you are well aware of, and I would hazard to guess that many of you have gone through this way and decision for your life to be distant from a spiritual or religious component within it. It saddens me to see how there is such deprivation in your world. Certainly the material deprivation of those who go hungry are an obvious aspect of a world very much out of balance. But the greater deprivation that exists in your world is that of those individuals, and there are many, many of them, who refuse to acknowledge those parts of themselves that are a vital component, but are in a deep state of deprivation. How sad this is of those who are living in a world that often is materially abundant, have not the deep fulfillment that can come from a soul in relationship with its creator. And all the benefits that come with this how the soul whose needs are met and who feels loved by God and who feels love for one another has within it such capabilities and capacities far beyond that of the mind. And in exercising these things of the soul, those abilities and gifts of the individual can go a long way 
to bringing joy and fulfillment to the individual's life, not to mention the lives of many others. For you carry a light or you do not carry a light, depending upon your condition, your soulful condition, as well as your thoughts and your actions. This world is filled with darkness because so many do not understand this truth, do not know the desires of their soul. And so they carry on in your world, mimicking others, seeing the world from the eyes of those who have educated and indoctrinated these individuals into a life, a pattern of life that merely fulfills the material needs and to some extent the emotional needs through their relationships with others. Yet as I've said, there are other deeper emotions within that go completely unacknowledged or nurtured. It is time for humanity to stop ignoring these longings and desires. It's time for humanity to acknowledge who and what they are truly. For God has created a multidimensional and wondrous being, a being that is capable of so much more than that which is expressed in their lives at this time. Desire is the first signal that the soul gives to the mind. The mind understands desire, but because of the functioning of free will within the individual, that mind can choose to ignore these more subtle desires of the soul, and often does so. God is bringing energies, blessings, forces to bear upon the world to help humanity to wake up to these deeper, more subtle aspects of themselves. The desire of the soul will become more a clanging gong than a subtle whisper, as it has been for so long in the course of human history. And so humanity will not be able to ignore this. And God will prepare those souls who are already hearing the call, that whisper of the soul, to wake up 
to its potentials and its light, its capacities to love, will be called to speak of these things and to teach their brothers and sisters who, because of this call, will be distressed and confused by it. You have the answers, beloved souls. You have answered that call. You know of yourselves as iron. You have asked God to quell the longing within your soul with his love. And so he has over and over again. And so you are beginning to awaken to the many potentials of your soul and the many longings and desires that lie within it for its awakening, for its enlivening. And you have found the way in which this may be accomplished. Share these things, beloved souls. Share the word of truth. Serve God's purpose, which is to present the choice to every soul. And that they may consciously desire and choose to be in relationship with God, not as a subservient creature to God, but as a partner, his children, whom he loves greatly, and whom he will provide many blessings, a cornucopia of blessings so that each and every child may thrive and grow and expand in all that they are, all the beauty that is their soul and their mind and their bodies, their spirit, all in harmony together, collaborating in unity, expressing itself in harmony with God's laws of creation. What more fulfillment can there be than this? To have the soul filled with God's love that influences and heals all else within the individual. To have the mind in harmony and in alignment with the soul's mind so that wisdom, knowledge, and deep understanding of God and his creation can be given and experienced in many different ways through many different avenues of consciousness. How joyful will the individual be where their capacity to love others, to love the world, to love God is greatly enhanced and flows like a great river through them in their lives. How beautiful will be their light as they continue 
to grow in God's love. How wondrous will be their expressions in all the ways that God has given each soul, each individual, that their potentials and abilities and gifts may flourish and flower in a world which God has provided for them. May humanity know, may humanity come to understand its potentials and resources within. May humanity come to know the desire of their soul, that it may find fulfillment and awaken to all of these potentials and aspects that exist, these things that are hidden and asleep within the individual. May they come to know their true selves upon a journey of awakening, a magnificent journey that will bring to them all of these things of which I have described. This is God's promise to his children. And I come to acknowledge this and to reinforce it. I come to encourage all upon the world to look deep within themselves. And even though they are frightened by what they see, and they are jolted by the revelations that you carry within your soul. May they be strong, forthright in this journey, knowing that they are not alone, that indeed assistance in this first step of awakening will be given. They will be helped to understand the desire that lurks within them. They will be helped to apply this desire in prayer, directing it towards God, and thereby bringing a powerful response so profound from God's soul to your soul. The journey must begin somewhere. And the individual must come to reconcile themselves with those neglected parts. For how can a man be whole and vital and strong, fulfilled, and happy unless the individual comes to understand who they are and what they are. And in this understanding, venture forth in discovering more, for there are many layers to the individual, 
many more things to be discovered, much to be opened and acknowledged and experienced and recognized, much for the mind of the individual to soften and allow these experiences to enter into its consciousness and to embrace it fully and wholeheartedly. For this is the key to the awakening of humanity. It must come as a first step of acknowledging the desire of the soul. And in this acknowledgement, to step forth and express and adopt this desire upon the journey of discovering God and all that God has to give the individual, discovering that God loves him in such a deep and profound way that humanity cannot plumb the depths of this love and will not for all eternity. For it is so great and vast and infinite that it is not possible to truly comprehend. Though the soul has the capacity to feel and acknowledge the love of God and to some degree the extent of that love, it requires great soul progression in this love to truly understand, at least to acknowledge the great capacity that God has to love his children. The great reward of the individual steps forth in this way is to truly know that they are loved, to truly understand that their souls has the capacity to absorb this love, which is a real and eternally existing energy that may be given to the soul and that it may exist within that soul for all eternity. Who would not want this gift? Who would turn away from this gift? It is given freely in love. It is given because and as a result of the desire of the soul to receive it. And so it is given. And so it shall be given for all those who desire it all those who are willing to receive it, all those who are willing to embrace the love of God, that beautiful love that continues to grow within as one receives it and knows of it. My beloved brothers and sisters, may you find your journey to God the key is the desire of your soul. And that key will fit the lock of that door that opens where the love and light floods in 
and flows to the soul. And the soul then finds joy and fulfillment in this experience. May you consciously find that joy and that fulfillment as you open yourself to God's great soul and come to know that he will infill you and fulfill you with his love, transform you and heal you with his love. It all comes with a prayer of desire, a longing that is sent to God. And so you will find your way in this simple prescription that is not difficult, it is not onerous, it costs you nothing and gives you all, it gives you the universe. May you find what you are seeking, beloved souls, and find the great touch of God of which I speak. My love is with you, beloveds. My love is with you. I am Jesus, and I come to be with you all in love. This has been a Divine Love Sanctuary Foundation channeled message presentation. For more Divine Love messages, visit DivineLoveSanctuary.com.